Hello and welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. Hi, my name is Daniel Carroll and this is episode 45 and we are talking Ape Escape. This is the original one. Now, it's one of those games I've never played before, but my guest this week, Keith from the Main Quest podcast, who is making his debut to the show, came at me and said, I want to play Ape Escape. And I was like, eh, really? Eh, that's how I kind of felt. I was like, I know of Ape Escape, I've never played them before. And it goes back to one of those games, I've never played it, and sometimes I'm like horrified by the idea of it. But I thought, no, let's give it a go. And I was pleasantly surprised. I did enjoy this game. I, I, I didn't finish it fully. I uh, will put that from the front. I did not finish that fully. I didn't catch every single ape because I quite frankly could not be arsed. I caught the bare minimum of what I needed to do to complete this game, and that'll do. So I'm not going back to it, but I did do it. Now, I know some of you may be thinking, oh, hang on, isn't um, Adam from Remember the Game, isn't he covering this? Aren't you copying him? Well, no. No, freaking not. And you know that, that scene where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio goes, whoop, whoop, I can't whistle you. He clicks his fingers. That was me when he put, he put a picture up. I was like, no, because previously, a few weeks ago, he did Star Wars uh, Episode 1 Pod Racer. And I was like, you bastard. You absolute bastard, because I've already got that episode saved. I've done it with my cousin Stefan. So that is coming. Podracer's coming. And I was like, shit, I can't put it out now. Because I was planning around that period. I was like, oh, I can't put it out because it looks like a pure copied. So when he put a picture up, I just messaged him and said, hey, hey, delay that shit. You you delay it. Let No, you're not beating me because I already had Ape Escape copied. It was already in the bank. I said, fuck it. I'm getting this one out first. <laughs> And he just laughed. I think he's a, yeah, you know, I'm, that is the big influence of this show. I've always said this is the British slash Australian version of it, unofficially. I have no official ties. I just claim unofficiality. But I just wanted to go, no, fuck it, I'm getting this out. And I'm going on holiday soon, so I've got to get, I've got so much on at the moment for this show. Just trying to get all things in place for when I go away. Because I want to make sure that, whilst I can't do the main show itself is in like the 16 bits of nonsense you patch you survive or die i still want to make sure there's dlc because you guys who have paid for it you paid for it i'm not going to basically well i'm away for three weeks so you're not getting any three episodes no no bullshit i'm still making sure you've got your three weekly shows so i've been plotting what to do and they will be coming out so don't worry they are being done but before we get on to ape escape we're just going to do the introduction uh, and then we'll get into it. So if you're new to the podcast, we do a bit of an introduction. It's about maybe half an hour long. We play some games, read some letters, dick around genuinely, and then we'll go into Ape Escape. If you just don't want, you're not interested, just skip half an hour and we'll get into that episode. So first of all, I've got to do the Patreon plug. Yes, we have to do this. I always say this is to pay the bills, but actually I'm, I'm going to level with you what Patreon money would go towards. And Because basically here in Australia, especially where I live, it is fucking expensive to buy a house i can't buy at the moment i i'm renting i'm comfortable renting but i want to get to a stage where we can save for a house deposit so the, the me doing the podcast was a having a bit of fun and enjoying myself but if patreon wants to hit off it's basically any money we get from patreon goes towards a little house deposit pot that's what it's going towards and i think i'm nearly up to like uh, my first hunt maybe first like 50 60 dollars which we've saved up so far from Patreon, which I'm so grateful for. So, so grateful for, for everyone who contributes. But that's what it goes towards. If you're ever wondering what I'm spending the money on, I'm not. I'm just banking it. So, yeah, the, the Patreon, anything I get is going in towards a little, little separate part we can put towards a house. 
that's it simply. I'm trying to save my own money. Don't worry, I'm not just basically saying this is it. But house prices are stupid. Like to, to put it in context, where I live, the area I live, um, you're looking at a decent home is around eight hundred, seven hundred fifty to eight hundred thousand dollars Australian. It's about four hundred thousand pound. You know, and that doesn't get you what you would get where I live in England, where I used to live in England. So that's, this is the level I'm working on here. So I'm, I'm basically working my ass off on my job, but I'm also making sure I can give you the best show here and also the best versions you can get things you can get on Patreon so that, you know, I can basically look one day I'm a little kid and she can go, well, you were putting enough hard work in, you can get what you want. So that's why I'm putting all this grafting for you. So yeah, I just want to be completely transparent with everybody. I don't think I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to be hoarding it away, spending on sweets. No, it's going to be saved. And literally it is helping me, the queen and um, Hiccups get our first house. That's simply what I'm putting anything preacher on to. And I'm also going to change. I normally I say it's $1.50 Australian. Price isn't changing. But I've realized most of the people who listen to this show are from America. And that's probably the best way of doing it. So it's just basically $1. It's $1 US. That's how much it is. It translates to. So for $1 access, you get for $1 a week. No, a month. Jesus, I was doing so well. Now I've all fucked it up. So for $1 per month... You get access to your own weekly show called DLC. And as a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 18, where we reviewed Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And the thing is, a lot of these games try and... They always say, can you recapture the magic... A red and blue. Because that's the thing. is Your first Pokemon game was always the most important to you. And can you re-get that feeling? And for the first time in a long time, this game managed to do so. Because, yeah, it is completely open world. Well, you get to go through the majority of the story. You can basically go wherever you want. It's a whole huge world. You can go explore and do whatever you want. And that was episode 18, and I said it was in my review of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Next week is going to be a discussion of the Game Awards. That's going to be episode 19, and fuck me, there's a lot to talk about. You think at first there wasn't a lot to talk about? Then holy shit, there was lots to talk about. All I'll say is Bill fucking Clinton. Didn't think I'd be mentioning that on this podcast, but there we go. So I'm going to be doing all that next week. I'd, I'd say I'd want to bring it on Patch, but there's just too much to cover. There's far too much to cover on just patch. So that's why I'm making that DLC. So if you want to make get involved, here's that $1. But also, what else do you get access to? Well, you get access to our own Discord. We're basically, well, it's, we're building our own community. But most of it I'm finding is that they just want to pick on me and send me shit. That's what I'm finding this bloody Discord is becoming. How often can we abuse me? But it's great. You also get the chance to message me one-on-one over at Patreon. You can take part in all our shows and write in at 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comments of the game of the week. And I'll get a chance to butcher your names like I'm going to do to our newest Patreon, who is Blaine the Hoagie Man. I do love that handle, and I think, I don't think I butchered that, because I can't butcher Blaine, I can't butcher the Hoagie or Man. My English is that good, I can read those four words. So Blaine, welcome to the show. He's already joined in some of the, the questions already, he's well involved. And as I said, $1 gets you all that, and as I should say, it gets you those 18 podcasts, they're all going to be there for you, extra podcasts, and that will be building every week. 
Right, seems like a clap away. That is the end of the Patreon plug. I should also say, I forgot to say, yeah, wherever you listen to this show, please give it a five-star review. Please give it a like. Comment, say it's shit, say it's good. Let me know what you think of the show. It's always good just to get me up the algorithm a little bit more. Right, okay, that's enough me doing the plug and all that stuff. Let's just move on. Okay, let's get into our letter section, which I call here 16 Bits of Nonsense. So 16 Bits of Nonsense is where you guys can write in, you can ask me anything, it could be gaming related, it could be movie, anything, and I'll do my best to answer. Um, so we've got we've got quite a few questions this week, which is brilliant, I'm so happy. The more questions you guys send me, the more I will do. I obviously can't do like 20, but it's getting to the stage where I can actually give a good little segment here, so thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's get into it. Dave McGuinness says, Dear Mr. Wars, well, I like that. Have you ever played anything from the Wonder Boy series? This is one of my favourite series from the Sega Master System days. Uh, no, I haven't, uh, Mr. 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 McGuinness. I have not. Um, not, not to say I won't. I know of Wonder Boy. I know it, but it's a Sega Master System. So I should really... Will I? Yes, I will. I will play it. I will play a Wonder Boy game because why not? Let's let's get back into history. And we haven't covered the Sega Master System yet. It's not been done. So that's probably a question out to all my regular guests. And there's about 15 of you now. Um, so you guys let me know if anyone, guys and girls, girls now, girl, I have to say, your future, future episode, and you guys and girl want to get in touch and say, oh yeah, I, I played Wonder Boy back in the day, or I want to give it a go, let's get into it, message me, let me know, and I can always play it before Christmas, or say before Christmas, during while I'm away, because I'm going to try and work, get a few games together to play over the Christmas time, and that could be one of them, just need to make sure I've got someone lined up to do it, so yes, I will, I promise, one, um, Dave, I will get into it and give it. Blaine the Hoagie Man writes in first time. Hello, Danny, it is I, Blaine the Hoagie Man, and I come from a faraway planet, and I've travelled all this way to have one question answered. And that is, how can my feet smell if they don't have a nose? The fuck? That's your first fucking question. You give me that sort of shite. No gaming related are. Danny, as a philosopher, as a proprietor of video games, are you going to answer this question? No, you asked me some bullshit about your feet. I don't know how... How can my feet smell if they don't have a nose? Bullshit! Don't give me riddles that. It's too early. What's that? Too early. Normally I record this at six in the morning or five. That's why my mind's not right. I'm actually doing this at half one. For once I'm doing it at a reasonable time. Don't come at me with this bullshit. How do your feet smell? I don't know. You use your fucking nose. I know you're trying to be funny. Oh, I get feet smell. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus. This is what I mean. People just send me shit just to wind me fucking up. Fucking. I can imagine I'm going to get more shit like this as the time goes on, aren't I? Captain N writes, and I like, keep writing in it. I do like it when I get random shit like that. Captain N says, Dan, Danny Daniels, it is the end of the world. If, oh, sorry, if the end of the world was coming in 24 hours and you, the famous podcast host, were the only person who could save us from, from playing Dark Souls through to the end without dying, how screwed are we? Um, I think we could be okay. I play Dark Souls 1 enough. Now... That I think we should be fine. I've played Dark Souls 1 to death. If it was the other ones. Yeah you're going to struggle a little bit. Because I always struggle on a few bosses on 2 and 3. And I still haven't finished 3. Again put that in the backlog. I'm doing that as a DLC soon. My backlog is just disgusting. Um, I think we're okay with Dark Souls 1. The only thing which might screw me over. Is if when I'm getting into um, the trap place. I can't remember. Um, something's keep. Fuck, I can't remember its name. I, you're on this little bridge, 
and these serpent guys are shoot, shooting you with arrows, that can buggy you up if you're not ready. And have to do it in offline mode as well, because you guarantee you do it in online mode. Some dickhead's going to come in and invade you. And I'm shit at PvP. I just am. And I'll just get absolutely rinsed. Well, could I grind? I could do a lot of grinding. Actually, no, those serpent guys, what I'd probably do, I'd probably snipe them from afar. I'd literally be taking so many baby steps so I didn't get caught out by shitty little traps like that. And I would just grind the fuck. I know where all the Estus flasks are. I know how to get the best weaponry. I know what I'm doing. I know my build. And it would be, if I'm going to die, it's going to be something shitty, like getting knocked off by a rat down a bridge. That's the only way I die. But I think... I think we could be okay. I would give us about a 60% chance of living. I should do that. No, actually, no, I'm not going to do that because I would need a whole day. And I should do a 24-hour stream. It would just be me just killing shit the whole time. No, we're killing a rat. We're grinding. Be like that South Park episode of the World of Warcraft. Just killing wolves. That's all I'll be fucking doing. These aren't fuckers aren't going to kill me. But if I kill, keep killing them, I'll get my experience. But thank you, Captain N. But then in response to that, this happens as well on this show. Raging Demon wrote in and said, also answer this for Mega, One, Mega Man 1, no, we're fucked. Guarantee we're absolutely fucked. Never played that game before, and if it's going by how I played Mega Man X, yeah, we're fucked. Absolutely screwed. Screwed all over. Uh, Chris Coppling writes in, hi Danny, when will you review a Saturn game? Oh, here we fucking go. Only the coolest podcast reviews Saturn games. You should review Shining Force 3 or play Street Fighter Alpha 3 with no loading times in all the modes. You know you want to. Hashtag Pray Saturn. Get fucked, Chris. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, you're just going to copy Remember the Game because they don't play Saturn games. But no, I told you this is the unofficial version of this show, the unofficial British version. Don't you think you can't do that shit over there and then come, oh, I'll just come over to this podcast where it's allowed? Absolutely not. Get your finger and stick it up your ass because it's not happening, sunshine. Also, I keep saying, well, why did you just hate them for a reason? I do hate them for a reason. If you can't put a mainline Sonic game on there and you do not have a proper Sonic game on there, don't give me this Sonic Blast bollocks, whatever it's freaking called. You didn't have a mainline Sonic game for the Saturn. Bullshit. So you're not having it. So we will not have these Saturn games will they appear. And people might say, oh, there's, I know Shining Force is on there. Well, I'll play Shining Force and Shining Force 2. I do need to play that. But Shining Force 3, no, 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 no. And as far as I know... It didn't get a port. So Shining Force 3, no. Street Fighter Alpha 3, I was fine with the loading times. I had no problem. And if I played them on Fightcade, I have no problem with loading times. So don't give me that bollocks. Oh, loading times. I come from a generation of PS1. Come on, we all know those loading times are absolutely freaking abysmal. So I'm fine with a bit of loading times. Just don't, don't caught me with that bullshit. Okay, now he, know, he knows, Chris, how to wind me up every freaking week. He's like the main person poking the bear, poking the stick, poking a bear with a stick. Like, what reaction am I going to get out of this time? Fucking piece of shit. There we go. And for a second time, Dave McGuinness wrote in. Now, normally I wouldn't read a second letter, but I'm going to because you'll understand. He says, okay, I've been going through the backlog of your podcast. And I have to say, why do you pick up? Why do you pick on Captain N so much? Did he take your housewood as well? Now, if you don't know what he's on about, so when Dave first joined a Patreon member, he was having a go at Captain N um, and Keegs, one of our other guests, about stealing the housewood. No, he didn't steal my housewood. But Captain N, I praise. I don't shit on Captain N. I praise him because he's one, he has been one of the people who writes in every single week. And I praise him. I might have a go at his answers because if that's give you give me a shit question, I'm going to give you a shit answer. 
That may be the reason why. And he doesn't play fucking survive or die properly. You listened to last week's episode. Oh, that little bastard trying to trick me up with a Rocksteady and Bebop comment. Oh, don't you? Oh, you fucking get me started. So if he plays by the rules, Dave, I have no problem with him. But he just likes to, again, poke the bear with the stick and see what we get. And that's what happens when you do this, you fucking bastards. Right, that's enough letters. Thank you all for... It comes across I'm really negative about this letter section. I'm not. I absolutely love doing it. My throat don't. But I absolutely love doing it. So, guys, thank you very much. Okay, let's get on to our news section, which we call Patch 45.0. So yes, the Game Awards happened, and the other things I'll cover from the Game Awards is... <laughs> I want to cover Bill Clinton. Fuck me, that was... How the fuck did he get on stage? Oh, how did he get on stage? What a hero. Also, there's going to be some security next, security next season. Uh, next season, next year. But yeah, if you don't know, um, spoiler... Get out there. Game of the Year was Elden Ring. That was my hit tip for Game of the Year. It got it. Uh, and then, yes, we have Bill Clinton. But I will talk more about that on DRC over at patreon.com forward slash RetroWars. Uh, that's the last time I'll plug it. Okay, so we have got a little bit to talk about this week. A lot to talk about. So first of all, some sad news. Now, for those who don't know, I like to... I love my fighting games. So one of my favorite YouTubers is Maximilian Dude. He announced on his channel this week that his dog, um, Benny, had passed away some time ago. But he's only wants to talk, talk about it now. Uh, Benny has been on his videos, it's on his intro, he's been there for a long time since he really started, and it, it's devastating. Like, for those who have, have a pet and they've lost them, it, it's absolutely devastating. Um, I've had dogs um, in the UK, and it, when you lose them, they're a part of your family. People may say, how can you be so connected? But they're little fur babies, like, they are part of your life. And... It, it hurts. Like my, when we lost my dog Sophie, uh, my mum actually said she doesn't think she could ever get another dog because she didn't think her Sophie's death would impact her so much. And we were there for her when she died, and you know we we said goodbye to her on the floor. And um, oh god, they mean everything to you, and the pain is so hard. But eventually, that pain disappears. It does. Your time does is does heal, and you do remember all the good stuff. And unfortunately, when I've lived with um. Um, the wife's family, the Queen, when I was back in England, they had several dogs, and sadly, we've had to the same thing. They've all passed away. A lot of them have passed away now, um, and it is sad. But again, you do remember the happy times when you see the photos. So um, I don't. You won't be listening to this. I know you won't. But those people have been affected by Benny, and anyone who has lost a loved one, whether a pet or human, whatever, um, my heart goes out to you because it is devastating. Okay, um, right. Let's get into some other things. Okay, so riots. Now, Riot Games, those people who make the good old League of Legends, um, basically announced Project L. Now, they previously mentioned it, and I don't know if I actually covered it back in a past episode, but they basically came forward again and said, okay, this is more of the game. Now, Project L is looking as a fighting game. It's a free fighting game based on League of Legends, and it is looking very good. It is, oh, it, the, the design of the characters. Like, I don't know much about League of Legends apart from what I saw of Arcane, but it's literally, if you've seen the, the series on Netflix, Arcane, they've just come straight from there into this game. Now, we only saw Jinx, and she looks really good. That's the only character I know from that series in this game. It looked absolutely incredible. But what they've announced is now going to be a tag team game, so more people are like, woo! Because you make it a tag team game, you make the rounds a bit longer. And they've actually shown gameplay of this and how it's going to come. And wow, those. 
the, 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 the movement is looking so good. And there's going to be various forms of, of assists and tagging, and that's how this is going to work. So they've got the usual assist where someone could just, one your um, tag team partner can jump in and do an attack. The one that I thought was really cool is called the handshake tag. Is where you could call them in. So you can be doing a combo. You can then call them in to carry on doing the combo. And then they just go straight from there. And it's done so fluently. Like water. It's like you've had a second player literally just jump in. And just join the combo with you and take it. It's so fluent. I was blown away by how good that looked. Like I think that's going to be. To do that in so many different combinations and ways. Like mwah, That's just going to be brilliant. Like that alone makes me think I want to I want to play this game a lot. And then the other one they have is called Dynamic Save, where if your character's getting absolutely dicked by a combo, you can bring in your assist to do this big bang, basically, to stop them doing the combo. However, was what I thought was great, you can't just do that willy-nilly, because if the opponent works out your... They think, right, I'm doing this combo, they're going to bring in their combo breaker. Combo breaker! Then I can basically counter that. That's good. So you can't over-rely on the combo breaker... Because you that combo breaker can then get countered. It looks sounds a bit confusing, but when it actually see it in real like working, it looked fantastic. And I previously was a bit like, mm, okay, not that fussed with it. Now I am keen. Now I am keen. Like Arcane got me hot and horny because Arcane was absolutely fantastic, one of the best things I've seen in years. And I am really looking forward to this game now. And the fact it's free to play. Like I I'm hoping it's coming out for everything. I think it is. Um, and I keep, I have kept saying, I said this for a long time on this show, that 2023 is going to be a massive year for fighting games. I think fighting games are coming back in such a thing. We've got Tekken, we've now got this, and we've got Street Fighter, all three new games. It's going to be fucking good year. God, if they did Budokai 2, holy shit, that would blow the roof off as well. That is going to be a good thing. Okay, so what else is happening? Good things. Good things coming to other things. Well, it's actually with Call of Duty. Apparently, Call of Duty is coming to the Switch. Now, I saw this, and it was big. Now, Call of Duty games have been owned by Activision, um, and they have just been, well, well, we'll get into this, recently acquired by Microsoft. And it looks like Microsoft are getting closer with Nintendo. They do have a good relationship, where their relationship is a bit strained with Sony for obvious reasons. They have a good relationship with Nintendo. And surely having these Call of Duty games coming onto Nintendo is an absolute... It's fantastic. Like the Switch is already a great console, but to finally get games they've probably been, they've been a bit deserted from, they're probably going to be very happy with. Whether it's going to last, we don't know. Whether it's going to run properly, I don't know. Because I can't see how they're going to make like these AAA games, like brand new PS5 series, whatever, if they're going to work on the on the PlayStation. Sorry, on the Switch. Because bear in mind that's an old console now. Whether this is something for the latest Switch, the Switch Two, which has got to come at some point, we'll wait and see. I don't know. Now, but as I was typing this all, I was doing the notes and getting ready for the show. Then a huge story came through that the FTC in America is basically suing Microsoft to block the Activision Blizzard purchase. Now, bear in mind, Microsoft had paid, or were going to pay, 68.7 billion US dollars for this. So, not a tiny thing. But apparently the lawsuit was filed today, this is what I've read, after weeks of back and forth, I am reading a quote here, back and forth between Microsoft, Sony, and regulators over competition concerns and the future of Call of Duty. Wow, all this over Call of Duty. 
The FTC argues that the acquisition would enable Microsoft to suppress competitors to its Xbox gaming consoles and its rapidly growing subscription content and cloud-based cloud gaming business. Now, what that basically means is the FTC are concerned that, which I think a lot of people were saying, that if they did, this acquisition did go through, that they can basically say, no more, Sony, you ain't getting any access to Call of Duty. We're going to be the only ones that have Call of Duty anymore. So if you want to play it, you've got to buy an Xbox which was, would be massive because Call of Duty is often always one of the big sellers. Now, I know that people are going to go, well, haven't Sony been offered a 10-year deal? Well, they have, and they haven't signed it, but that's not for me to say why they haven't signed it. It might be a shit deal. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens if this doesn't go through. So th- I will keep updating you on this story. Well, update on my opinion, I should say. Don't look at me for up-to-date freaking news. I'm not exactly Jane or Joe, 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 JJ Jameson. Don't rely on me on that shit. All right. Things that have gone through and things we can talk about. Mario Kart 8 uh, has got another update. This is Wave 3 of that DLC. And the big thing about this is, you know, yes, we've got new courses. But it's they finally added a feature where you can change what items are on the race. So you can turn them all on. You can turn off the blue shell. You can turn them all off. And that's the thing that's got me thinking. You can turn all items off. So now you can basically say, oh, I'm really good at Mario Kart. Okay, prove it. Just use your driving skill. They can finally do that now. This might be the start of proper Mario game championships, legitimate championships in esports, because it will just come down to driving and your ability to basically navigate the course, use the slipstreams, use people, you know, bumping people. And I genuinely believe this could be the start of you want to because Nintendo we just said Nintendo are shitty. And there is another story I'll cover that next week about Nintendo it continues to be shitty when it comes to esports. I think if you want to make Mario Kart championships, this is the way you do it. I think this is it's been a long time coming. This is how you're gonna do it, and I would like to see that. Now I should have actually linked this back earlier um to Microsoft. Phil Spencer, the guy who runs Microsoft, apparently has come forward and has now confirmed that games, this is in America, but I it'll be this case everybody else, has gone from the standard sixty dollar price to seventy dollar price. And he's come out and I think basically that's to do with what's going on with the economy right now. Everything is so fucking expensive. But he's come out and said Pricing is always something that we're conscious of and the impact it has on our communities. Given our economic realities right now, something had to give in terms of us continuing to run the business with increased cost bases that we had. And it makes sense. Product, you know, you look at Sony, it was apparently making the console, they were selling it at a loss. So I can completely understand when it comes to this and that they fact that, okay, yeah, we need to get this sorted. Um, it's not nice for us as the consumer. Um, it's shit, to be honest. It's a lot of money for a video game, but that's why you're going to have to look at these companies and say, okay, if we're going to be paying another $10, you're going to have to up your game and actually really give us something we want to play and not be a broken-ass piece of shit. Because it will get to a stage if we start getting, keep getting broken games, I know, harking on back to this, that we'll be like, oh, the fuck, I paid all this money? More money? But yeah, I can understand. Like, I'm not angry at the price increase. People may say, well, they're fucking massive. I don't know. I don't know the whole ins and outs, but just by business sense, a lot of things go up. Inflation raises shit. And I, I doubt video games is ever going to escape that because it's not just, you know, spending the game. It's obviously paying for staff's wages, for rent of your buildings, for the equipment you have to buy, for the man- manufacturing parts you have to get. There's a whole shit side of it. So, Maybe that's $10 extra for the consumer to pay is just the consequence of it all. I don't know. Someone who's much more smarter than me will be able to come out with that. 
And Diablo 4 is what I'm moving on to next. This is going to be the last story I'm going to be talking to as well. Apparently there have been rumours um, that there have been crunch times and poor leadership. Uh, this has come from the Washington Post. They reported that Diablo 4's team is mired in long hours and the company is offering insufficient perks in exchange. While the company has not explicitly required working overtime, Blizzard has offered a variety of incentives to keep employees at their desk. These range from $25 DoorDash credit vouchers for those who work over 10 hours a day to gaining company stock shares after the game ships. Fuck. Ugh. I keep saying about this, the crunch is getting too much. I know this is a lot, there's a lot for video game people being offered $25 for working more than 10 hours. See, I'm very, I'm very strict with my time. I do my eight hours and it's not to say I don't love my job. I just love my own health and my mental health and my family. I, I, I know, and I say this and I'm not, I'll be completely transparent. Recently, I had to do a lot of overtime, but I'm working in a job where um, there's a lot of children's lives. It can be, it can be impacted. So I don't, I don't mind it. I've not minded doing that. I, my, my employer is not forcing me to do that. This is me doing this for the sake of my job, for the sake of the children. Um, so, so I keep saying I have a serious job. I'm just, I'm just not a very serious person. Um, but if there's such a crunch to do this shit, and you, you're getting employees being stressed, and that's just not good, you know. Having employees stressed leads to freaking them being ill. It leads to the games being shit because there's, there's no passion behind it because they're just not well, they're not well. Like apparently, it also says this is again by the post. They alleged that when they asked for raises, some managers suggested they quit the company to look for a higher wage elsewhere and only return to Blizzard when they have more experience. Well, that's fucking fantastic of you, isn't it? I I can see it from both sides. You know, the, the employee wants more, but then the staff member's like, well, you, we, we can't pay you because you, you don't get as much. You're not as experienced as that guy who's on a bit just similar. Oh, it's, it's a fucking mess with these things. But basically, it's pro- it's resulting in staff are leaving and that they're not being replaced with those experienced enough. And that's a huge thing. That's a huge problem when you do these things. You need to make sure when your staff are leaving, you're replacing them with like for like. Otherwise, again, you could have problems when they're not experienced enough and the game's going to falter because of it. So I don't know if that's affecting Diablo's force release. I hope, I say I hope it does because I hope they push it back to sort this shit out. Don't have it. If it's not, again, if you rush it, it's not going to be fixed. It's going to be broken and people aren't going to be happy with it. And people cut, Customers may get a game that's complete, but your staff are going to be fucking drained. So, I don't know. I, I just have a big, big thing for protecting workers and making sure their health. Not saying, you know, the whole workers' rights, and but, you know, but I just want to make sure workers looked after. That's all I ever have in those things. And that is the news. That is me chatting on. I've chatted on enough. Um, let's move on to our free section, which is available for everyone, which is called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. <laughs> Now, Stick It Up Your Ginger is where you can talk about anything to do with your achievements or your frustrations of the week. And I open this to everyone. And you don't need to be a Patreon member, as I said. You just basically have to own a video game, have to own social media. And if you want to rant or you want to praise and basically, you know, get your dick out and go, woohoo, do it. This is the time for it. So Chris Copleen says, I burnt my fingers with a soldering iron trying to fix my Sega CD. Didn't fix the Sega CD, by the way. <laughs> 
Oh, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Oh, you went through all that pain for nothing. Oh, dick, that must have hurt like fuck as well. Oh, I hope you're all right, Chris. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I seen the fact you didn't get it fixed. That's why you went through that for nothing. Oh, God, I'm such a knob. All right, Ian Raleigh says, ever heard of Bean Dive? Right, this sounds like an advert, Ian. It's a way to try and clear your backlog of unplayed games, track by your true achievements. Start each game, unlock one achievement, then move on to your next in the backlog. Whoa, 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 yeah, backlog. Once you've unlocked one in each, finish your dive and try and recover your completion percentage. I've completed 15 out of 63 games since June. That's why I'm giving you on because you've done that achievement. 15 out of 63 games. Do you mean like platinum or whatever you mean? you know, full achievements, because I ain't got time for shit, I barely platinum games, because I'm like, fuck, need another game, fuck, fuck, that's, that's me most of the time, that's how I work with these things, I haven't got time for bean diving, I could make so many jokes about that, but this is a show with morals, before anyone, Oh, Jesus. I need a drink, really. Okay. Thank guys for writing in. As I said, this section is for anyone. You just write in whatever shit you want to, whether you've achieved something, whether you're pissed off with something, and you let me know, and we'll talk about it. Now let's get into our final Patreon show, which is available for everyone who is paid or gets involved, and it is called Survive or Die. Hey, listen. So Survival Dies, where we look at either two games, franchises, characters, anything, and we basically have them front of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he's basically a bit pissed off, and he is going to smash their brains in. One of them is getting absolutely annihilated, the other one is going to survive, but I ask you guys, I want to get your opinions, and who do you think is going to get their brain smashed in, who sure deserves to die, and who deserves to live? And this week, considering we're talking about Ape Escape, I was trying to work out what were the two contenders. And I thought, well, there's a lot of monkeys in this game. So let's throw the monkeys in one. I thought, well, they're a race. And I wondered if we can get something else. So I said, what are, in another game, you're chasing a lot of things? And I thought, what about the Mudokins and Mudokins from the Abe game, the Abe Odyssey games? So we've decided to go with that. We've gone with the Apes from Ape Escape or the Mudokins from Ape Escape. I got fucking distracted. Sorry, I've just had to go... Bloody clean up dog vomit. Awesome. And then bloody who's gonna who's gonna survive the apes or Madokens? Oh I'm completely thrown now. I don't even know what I'm doing. What am I doing? Cause I I do limited editing with these things. We all know it's one one shot. One shot, one take. Okay. Right. Oh yeah, to read all your comments. Okay, right, okay. We're on it, we're on it, we're on it. So Blaine the Hoagie Man says Although the Madokens seem to be seem to love to die, I'm do they love to die? I don't think they do. I've played it. I don't think they like to die. Either way, I'm going to revive them. You know, they're not reviving. They're just surviving. Surviving. Because they're awesome. And the apes from Apes Escape can all die in the fiery furnaces of blackest hell. Wow. Wow. Okay, so it's it's not revive or die. It's survive. We changed it. We changed it. So just because, yeah, it was a bit of a mess revive. So we're gonna, you're going to keep those. And yeah, you're sending the apes to a fiery death. That's... Of the blackest hell. Wow. What what did the what did the apes do to you? Jesus, to send them that far. Jesus, Blaine, what you've gotta you've gotta come talk to me about that. We've we've gotta get some issues. Cause surely there's more like Navi. Navi can go to the fiery furnace as the blackest hell. The apes may escape. Mm. 
that's a bit much there. But I, I'll take you, you know, obviously there's just some trauma there, so I'll take that. Captain N says, all right, enough screwing around, Danny. You need to take this game seriously. Oh, wait, we fuck, don't you fucking start. I'm going to say the Madokans can die. They are green and other reasons. The apes can survive because bananas and red lights on their head. My, my reasons may sound dumb, but I've played neither of these games, so I'm not really trying hard here. You don't have to. You don't have to. Usually, I, I, I might, you might think I'm going to light you up for that, but I'm not because you've not played the games. So you're literally just going by designs, and that's it. So whereas I might have a bit more insight, you're just going by complete design, so I can understand that. Um, so yeah, okay, fair enough. Just because they like they've got little right led lights on the head, and you like between because bananas is it because you like bananas or you don't, I, or you are a banana. I don't know. But thank you, Captain N. No, no, you know, you shot, you just completely honest with me. That's fine. And you played by the rules. It's fine. Chris Copleen says, I haven't played either of this game, so this is easy. The Madokans could die. They look weird. I don't care for them. And it's, fucking hell. And it sounds like they're really dumb, but not in a cute, funny way. Look at them. Do they look cute? Not in the slightest. The apes are cute, though. And they can actually escape. I think a notorious level of success versus a tendency to fail deserves reward. Apes survive. Do they look dumb? I don't think they look dumb. Oh, I they 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 they've been the the slaves. That's what they are. They've been mass made into making bits of food and drink, and now they're going to be made into Madokan pops. And you just think they look not cute, and. I, the, are the apes cute? Well, I suppose there is that reality. Like, if you went to a zoo and saw a monkey with a light on its head shooting a gun, you would think, either that's A, terrifying, and B, fucking hilarious at the same time. Yeah, I can understand that reason. And then, to finally, Dave McGuinness says, the Madokans could die because apparently they make good food and stuff. Yes, yes, of course they do. The monkeys can live. They have lights on their head. <laughs> Gee, there we go. Obviously, he's not played this game either, but he's right. The Madukans apparently make good food. Madukan pops. Um, so let's see. It was Madukans. Uh, we had three for Madukans and one for. I should put. A, um, I should put like a, a gallery. A, a gallery. A vote, really, shouldn't I? So look at three to one. Okay, I am not going with the majority. I am going with the minority. Well, I'm going with Blaine. I am saying the apes can die because I loved Madukans. I absolutely loved them. They were basically brought into slave labor. It's terrible. When those apes, those apes know what they're doing. They're trying to cause shit and wreck shit. And they have the most fucking ridiculous AI with the best accuracy I've ever seen in my life. You give them a gun, you put them in a UFO, they'll fuck you up and they will hit you so quickly. It's like, how have you got that level of accuracy? That is absolutely bullshit. Whereas the Madokans are just nice, friendly guys wanting to go about the day and you can communicate with them by going, hello, follow me. Or farting. Or whistling. What what game can you communicate a code to somebody by farting and then going, hee hee hee. You know, so the design is great. Their designs are fantastic. They are cute in their own way. With the three fingers, I think they've got. They're a bit fucked up, I know. But the apes can absolutely go fuck off and die. Maybe not to the fiery furnaces of blackest hell. 
that Blaine was sending them to. But they're going to a hell. So, yeah, Jeffrey, for me, smash their brains in and I'll be happy with it. Madukans, you are set free in the wild. Abe, I am your Abe. You go. You go now and live a life of your own freedom. That was fun, wasn't it? People are probably thinking, you dickhead. And I agree with you. So what have I been up to? Um, quite a lot of work, to be honest. Um, running around, getting ready for Christmas. It's Christmas in a few weeks. And as I said at the beginning of the show, I'm trying to make sure... I'm recording nearly every day. I'm still... I've had a lot of guests on recently in December. And I've also got a few more coming up. It's all good to depend on the World Cup. Oh, I haven't even fucking talked about the World Cup. Fuck me. Holy shit. Um, okay, so we're at the quarterfinal stage now. And that's where we're up to at the moment. And as of this morning, or the time of my recording... Argentina went through today, Croatia went through both on shootouts, and tomorrow is England v France. So by the time I probably release this, we'll know who is coming through in Portugal v Morocco. Holy shit, I honestly think whoever wins out England versus France is going to win the World Cup. That's my opinion. I genuinely believe that. Oh, I'll be shitting myself. Uh, I'm not going to be lying. That's why I probably do this now, because if I was recording it tomorrow, I'd be in a foul mood if England lost. Oh, pressure, 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 pressure. Yeah, I've been loving this World Cup. I I know, fuck the whole Qatar thing. I, I'm, that's ridiculous. But as for a World Cup itself, the football, been absolutely incredible. Been a fantastic tournament. It really has. There's been so many things that I've got on. So yeah, it's been great. I've been getting ready for Christmas because I fly in 10 days. I don't know if I in 11 days, sorry. So I'm going back to the homeland to go see people and I can't wait. And as I should say, is a big thank you to ev- so far everyone who's been quite accommodating and um, we're doing really well the backlog of the show at the moment which is really good because we want to make sure we get as many episodes as possible i'll give you a bit of an update on where we're up to in episode 50 and we are going to 50 don't worry we are going to 50 baby this is definitely happening uh but what have i been playing and we'll get onto that before we go into our final little bit so i've been playing more pokemon obviously because i love pokemon that's one of my favorite games i but now i've done the main story i'm just on Matt. i've just been doing the vgc so the doubles mode, and that's where that's my whole thing is I get through the story as quick as possible and just get to doubles. And yeah, I have now got myself to Master Ball tier, which I'm very happy with. I got myself to the um, top two and a half thousand in the world. I don't think I'm going to go any further because my reasoning is you don't get VGC points for doing that. So VGC is the video game championships. I just wanted to basically have that flex and I go, hey, top two and a half thousand in the world, baby. I'll take that. Um, and I probably will at some stage well, the rules will change again in January, so I'll, prob- I'll probably get to take a little bit of a break Pokemon soon just to play some other games that I'm starting to play now. Um, just so, A, I'm willing to go to that backlog, and I want to play some new games. So, oddly enough, I didn't plan this. I am just started playing Hades again. That's a hint for DLC if you watch the Game Awards. So that was just by coincidence. I've just started playing Hades again. I've realized I'm shit again, so it, it's basically back to basics, learning everything again. And I've started playing, and some of you are going to be very happy about this, Lunar Silver Star Harmony. I'm playing on the PSP. Enjoying it. Enjoying that so far. I'm currently up to the sewers. I've got a long way to go. I thought I needed an RPG um, not in my backlog. I thought I'd get a, a game that I covered the show. And it has been mentioned to me to have a look at Lunar. So Lunar. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to give that a go. So I'm enjoying that so far. Um, I'll see how quickly I can get it done. I'm not going to do all the extra bollocks if there's extra bollocks. I'm just going to literally get the main story done. Done. That'll me be out of the way. All right. That's enough time. Let's get into Ape Escape. So, yeah, I had a good good go at this. Um, Keith said from the main podcast, podquath, podquath, the... Me- 
Oh my god, you know it's just the end of the day. So Keith from the Main Quest podcast, there we go. Make sure you go give him a like and give it a follow. It's a good show, it's a good listen. Uh, he came on the show, it's his first time, and thank you very much. He suggested this to me. Yeah, I had a good time with this. I won't lie, I had a good time with it. I'm not going to like his next game, let's just put it like that. Uh, but this one I had good fun with. I really enjoyed it. I just did the bare minimum just because of what time. Um, and it was the first game with the dual analogs, and officially when they brought it on the PlayStation, and it was good fun. I, I didn't think I was going to like it. I really thought I'd hate it. And this is one of those honors of, and then one of the great things about doing this show is I get to play loads of games I've never played in my life before. And this is one of those. I wouldn't say it's it's in my top ten of games I played this year, not at all. But I still enjoyed it. I still had a really good time. But as always, before I go into it, I give you guys the chance to you know give your opinions. And Captain N says the apes and they escape. I truly believe this game lives up to his name. That that's ridiculous. That's not a take. What the fuck? Fuck you, lad. <laughs> That's ridiculous. See, at least Chris comes out and says it's both awesome. Hang on. Hang on. Fuck. Fuck. This is. Oh, fuck. You said right. It's both awesome and it sucks. This is the first game that requires the dual shock in order to play. I can't imagine what it would have been like to be a kid in the 90s. Get this and have the basic packing controller. Easy 0 out of 10 if I was that kid. This is a good game! And neither of you two have freaking played it. Jesus Christ. Thought, thoughts on Ape Escape. I'm, again, expecting wisdom from the community. And neither of the ones who write in have actually even played the fucking game. Jesus. Fuck me. Well, it's my own fault. I read it. I should have been prepared. Oh, well. <laughs> right, that is enough. We've been going on for only 45 minutes. Let's get into this. Right, I'm going to get into this with Keith. So I'm just going to put some music on. And when we come back, me and Keith are going to be talking about Ape Escape, which originally released for the PlayStation in Europe on July the 2nd, 1999. Fuck me, I'm old. Making his grand debut to the show is Keith. From Main Quest Podcast, how are you, sir? I am fantastic, dude. Thanks for having me on. No, no, and I will make this abundantly clear. We make mistakes. I made a mistake. I was we were meant to do this a few days ago. However, I messaged Jim, set him up, and then fell asleep. So I do apologize. <laughs> I'll do that on air. I apologize for the fuck around, sir. I mean, to be fair, I am not a morning person, so. As soon as I slam my alarm, I'm usually like, oh, maybe if I can just rest for like 15 minutes, I'll be all right. And uh, well, 15 process. minutes like, comes and goes, and then I'm, it's like an hour or so later, and it's like, oh, fuck, I need to go to work. <laughs> yeah, that was my I was like, oh, shit, I have fallen asleep. I'm a terrible human being, because I was that I was that tired, and yeah. And we're actually doing this at 5 a.m. for me, because I'm an idiot, to be honest. Um, but yes, it's all good. And today, yeah, no worries, dude. We are talking about a game I admittedly have never played before, but was it asked to play it, and I gave it a really, really good go. And it's Ape Escape. Now, you you, you played it on the PS1? I did, yep. So I, I will admit, I didn't play it on the PS1 because I couldn't get it to work. I played it on the PSP, because the PSP mm. was like a, an updated version of it. However... Graphics, I'm not going to slam this game for graphics, okay? So I was playing a bit of an upscale version on a PSP, um, and I enjoyed it. I really, I thought it was going to be shit, to be honest. I thought, <laughs> oh, fuck. 
I, whenever I saw this game advertised or pictures, I was like, this looks so fucking childish. Because um, it does. It looks quite childish. But put that aside, and I gave it a good go and enjoyed it. So what made you bring this one to the, to the table? Well, I mean, so a little behind the scenes, I guess. When you asked me to come on the show, I think I gave you a list of like seven or eight games, and you're like, well, no, I'm doing all these already. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. like, <laughs> I'm like, well, shit. Whoops. Like, I don't fucking know. So then I think I sent you like five more, and you're like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not doing Ape Escape. You want to do Ape Escape? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> so I actually don't like, I didn't grow up with this game. I, this is really my first time playing it too. So, <laughs> oh, right. So it was completely unique for everyone. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. The yeah, unique I, experience. And going back to uh, what you played it on, I um, I found out this was actually on whatever new service that Sony has right now, like PlayStation Plus exclusive, whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays. Oh, uh, they God, have it on it there if you're paying week. like $150 or whatever a month, <laughs> how much <laughs> ever it is. So. Yeah, if you're paying for a few fingers a month, you can have access to all these games. Are you So you played it on there? Because I... I my my PS Vita gets sick. I, I don't know how it happens. It just keeps getting sick. Mm. And it wasn't able to do the PS1 game. But then suddenly the PSP game appeared. And it's like, oh, it, it works fine-ish. Um, and yeah, so I just played it on that and blitzed it, basically. And it was it was revolutionary at the time. Because this was like the first one, first game to use the analog dual sticks. Yeah, yeah. So, so how did that work with the PSP then? It didn't. <laughs> to put it frankly it didn't uh but it didn't stop me it didn't stop me so i'll put it that way it didn't stop me and it's a weird game really because you look at the box art and it's just basically the main guy spike putting a net over a monkey but that is the game that that's the whole game catch monkeys simple as that can't put it any more different than that catch monkeys yeah, when I when I played it, the since it is the first game that to really use like the dual the analog dual stick dual shock stuff, it's the mechanics are so geared towards just doing that, and you do get like a couple other like side weapons and stuff that you can uh, map to the face buttons, but it, it's such a weird <laughs> combination of using. The dual sticks to run around and also net the monkeys. It's uh, I know you're a Dark Souls guy. You're, you're I Souls. am a Dark Souls guy. Fucking love this. So when I found out that Japan Studio developed this game, which did I they? Mean, man, fucking I, Sony just absolutely I, ditching that company is a <laughs> terrible move. A, but a disgrace. Like, I never did the research. Oh Jesus Christ. So this this is like where Dark Souls was born, the fucking monkeys. Well, I I covered Bloodborne on my podcast, and I said something about the way FromSoft maps their their buttons to to the controllers, the the button mapping on the controllers is it feels like a game that was made in 1995 or something. Yeah, <laughs> to something and- of, to that effect. And when I was playing this game, I was like, man, this game plays like a fucking Dark Souls game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out that Japan Studio made it. I'm like, 
Oh, that totally makes sense. There we go. There, this is where that came from. It probably makes sense with the whole plot as well, because Dark Souls games really have like a weird plot, and this one has just as weird plot as always. It's it it's the weirdest plot ever. It, it's, it still it's doesn't like, matter. Go on. I was just going to say, it's just Planet of the Apes, kind of. It is. It is a bit really. But then, but then, all right, it is and it isn't. Because the whole plot is that this this park monkey called Spectre somehow gets on and puts this hat that a scientist has made that makes him super smart. And then from there, <laughs> he's able to go back in time to make the apes king. And I was like, so that, that's that. And then basically you as Spike, the main character, have to go back in time to stop him. But then I was thinking, well, you, you don't, he doesn't really make the apes take control. He just has them dick around and be wankers. That's all he has them do. Yeah. That's, the yeah. whole, that's the whole plot, basically. You think it's going to be like Planet of the Apes, but it's not. Even when you go to the presents, the monkeys aren't taking over. They're just being little shits and pissing people off. So it's not Planet of the Apes. It's more you've just wasted an opportunity there, you stupid monkey. That's the <laughs> best way of putting it, I thought. Well, I think it's funny, too, because the opening cinematic has them escaping from, like, a theme park. All the monkeys escape from a theme park, which I don't really understand. No, apparently they've, they've got 200 monkeys in a theme park, just just as you do. Like, yeah, it would make more sense if they were coming out of a zoo, but, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, the monkeys aren't really doing anything. I don't understand how Spectre wants to rule the world with these monkeys when they all... They're not really doing anything. They're just, uh, you know, monkeying around. Wee! There it is. Let's get a bun in. I like a bun. <laughs> Buns win with me. Like if he had, if he had the balls, he would have taken his two hundred odd monkeys, which he somehow got from the fair, um, and then basically taken them all to back in the day and said, "Right, you monkeys are dead smart. Start fucking." Start fucking, start having babies, <laughs> let's replicate this hat bollocks, and we'll take over from the Jurassic period. We'd have no problems then, we'll kick ass. There's no humans to stop us, there's dinosaurs, but I'm not worried about the dinosaurs, because apparently we're smart enough to fucking ride a T-Rex. Apparently. And that's what they do. But it's just, it's weird. And these monkeys, well, to be fair, they do make me laugh. Because again, I thought they'd be stupid. But you've got to try and catch them, and some of them will run at you, punch you. But eventually they've now developed a way to shoot guns or even mm. drive fucking mechas. So they must yeah. be that must be quite impressively smart. Jump into UFOs and fly around and everything, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, who, gave them, who gave them a license? They, they kind of have that like iconic look to them, right? Because they have those little like tin hats with the, like I guess the siren on top of it. Yeah. If that's what you want to call it. It's kind of an iconic design. I mean, when I see it, that's the first thing I think about is Ape Escape. You know, to be and... fair, yeah, I, I agree. As soon as you see a monkey, that monkey, you know straight away that it's from Ape Escape. There's no way around it. It's definitely mm -hmm. Ape Escape. And I like the idea because, yeah, it's got a rate, basically a, an alarm system on its head. But that's to warn it and the other monkeys that Spike is coming to get them, which I thought, okay, fair enough. It has Because it has that very anime feel to it, doesn't it? Like the, the way the characters are designed. You'd imagine yeah. this just fits into like a, a Saturday morning kids cartoon that's come out of Japan. But I like the design, the main character. I, I thought Spike was quite cool. And having that big, red, ridiculous hair, it would never work. Like, you know, you see him walking around the street, you'd be like, what the fuck is he doing? But in anime land, it's completely normal and works. 
Yeah, this is incredibly Japanese. Oh, it's oh, yeah. some of it. I don't know if you got this vibe as well, but it, it kind of reminds me of a Capcom game. It kind of reminds me of Mega Man mixed with. Uh, I don't know. I think just the professor character. And yeah. That, you, and that girl, that. it's like a Dr. Light slash role type of. Yeah. Characters in this game and. That's kind of what I was getting from it, but I mean, no, but the game you, itself is nothing like Mega Man. I was going to say, wait, I've played Mega Man X. I can't remember that point. I was running around getting monkeys, but yeah, no, definitely, it, it has that feel of like you know, the, the definitely with the Doctor. Yeah, you can have that one. That that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, though, right? So you basically go back in time. So that's the whole point is that um, Spike has to go back and he gets a net, and he can go back in time and catch monkeys with this. Well, it, he's basically given two weapons, isn't he? He's given a lightsaber, basically. That's, that's the best way I put it. He's basically, he's, I think it's like, is it a stun stun beam thing? It's like, so it looks like a lightsaber, but when you hit the monkeys with it, it's more like, it acts like a baton. <laughs> like a police baton. So it's just like committing <laughs> b- police brutality on these monkeys. Um <laughs> yeah, because when I saw it, I was just like, oh, man, we're going to be, like, cutting these monkeys in half or something? Like, why do I have this lightsaber? Yeah, it, it does look like a lightsaber, isn't it? But then he hits them with it, and they're, like, stunned for, like, a split second. I was like, right. well, is it a stun gun, or is it a baton? Just just freaking give him a baton and stop bashing the <laughs> shit out of them. Because it's clearly geared towards children, so I don't think you could, like, maybe they had a... a some sort of animation in there where there'd be like electricity around the monkey, but uh, I don't know. But the, might... the monkeys themselves get extraordinarily violent later on in the game, so... Yeah, they shoot you. They shoot you. They have bombs. So why can't I, you know, hit them with a baton? All it would take is one smack with a baton. Like, you hit them with that, there's a bit of blood pouring. There we go. Problem solved. You've got it. It was like, <laughs> what if it's got a concussion? I have, it's not my problem. What do you want, Planet dime- of the Apes, all this? They're a dime a dozen, too. It's like, it. what even happens to them once you catch them? Where are they transported yeah, to? Where, you never where find they, out. You never find out where you fuck where they fucking go. You literally put the hoop on them, which is a dick to use to begin with. Because you're like, what the yes. fuck? Get the fucking hoop. Get, eventually, you get the technique down pretty well. But you're like, just get in a fucking hoop. Get a fucking <laughs> net. And then it, it, it teleports them. Again, that's not explained how that happens. Just Let's just say, you know... Japanese anime bollocks and it transfers them across fucking time to an unknown location probably back to that fair where they're getting like slave labor but it doesn't say where they are but there you start on weapons is a hoop or net and this lightsaber but then as the game goes on you get more weapons and some of them are on I some of them I love some of them are possibly the best weapons I've ever seen in my life yeah, I was kind of scared that this was going to be like a one like a lot of these weapons were going to just be like a one time use mechanic or it's gonna be like a really big um so what I'm looking for. A gimmick, more or less, for some of yeah, these yeah, levels. Yeah. But they're actually not. They're actually pretty useful. Yeah, because um, the whole the whole thing is geared towards that you can go back into a time period a level, basically. And then you can only get so much much with this item, and then you'll get another item, and you go, okay, I can reach that monkey now. And then you basically, once you've got everything, because if you want to get the complete story, you've got to get over 200 monkeys, and you can't do that with the items you have to begin with. You have to keep going back in time. So one of them 
is the like a is basically a kayak oar. I don't know if you thought that. It's basically like if you're going canoeing or kayaking, it's an oar. That's all it is. Mm, this is the one. Are you with, talking the one about that make, the the one that makes you um, float? Yeah, the like makes you jump higher or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a yeah, kayak yeah. oar. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, kind of. Yeah. You I never thought it. about that until you, yeah. until you mentioned it. He spins it. it and it's basically go go to your local canoe store, just go get so you can have a paddle, and then just spin that round. There you go. That's it. That's what that item is. And apparently through that you can jump and you can make massive jumps, which is bollocks. Um who am I to question the science? You've got the this, hoop hoop the hula hoop of death. The hoop is so stupid. The hula I love the hula hoop of death. So you basically oh, you? shake well, it's because he shakes his little booty, and then he does a little hula hoop, and then all of a sudden he can now go like twice the speed, and everything comes into contact with it. It's dead. The hula hoop of death. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I was just because it also makes him like run faster or whatever. Yeah, so it makes him. Like, it makes I... him run faster, and he gets it's like, like kind a of like protect- a dash. Yeah, it's like his dash, and everything that touches it gets like sliced in half. Yeah, I mean, when you put it that way, yeah, it's pretty badass. But the hula hoop of death. Can you imagine if you couldn't hula hoop, which I couldn't. So you give that to weapons to me. Oh, if you hula hoop, you'll be fine. I was like, all oh, right, fuck. This item's fucking useless then, because I can't hula hoop. Who can't hula hoop for shit? How old is Spike? Do we know how? Do we know his age? He's probably like ten. I don't want to. Okay, year. never mind. Fuck it. I'm not going. Well, I'm not, not going there. <laughs> how old is spike look we've just done the bouncer i am not going back in that freaking when talk about kids in 15 oh no. yeah we can't yeah no no we, different sort of we, show we didn't mention his uh friend gets kidnapped by uh the monkey uh <sighs> specter which yeah, like i i don't what what kind Jake. of deal did specter cut with this kid who's just like hey li- listen up and the kid's like oh yeah that's a really good idea like i'm gonna go hang out with this monkey <laughs> I'm going to hide out with this monkey that throws... Normally, you know, 15 minutes ago, was throwing its own shit and learning how to <laughs> masturbate. But this is this is the guy. This is, Do you know what? Right. So his mate's called Jake. And whereas Spike's got a really good design, Jake's got a really shit design. And what really annoys me about Jake is that... So Jake's meant to be like, you know, you're trying to like, break out of it, Jake. You break out of his monkey mind control. And after you do a few levels, right... You then have to fight Jake. And you think it's going to be a fight. It's not. It's a race. You have to race and use the items that you've now suddenly developed. And also, we should say, that when there's the level you have to use the flying kayak, somehow the monkey has given Jake the kayak. And you have a race. And it's basically the first one there wins. I'm thinking to myself, hang on. You're meant to be his sidekick. You're meant to be like his underling. And you want to get revenge over Spike by having a fucking race? Just it's like that weird rivalry, rivalry thing that like a lot of Japanese developers put in their games where it's like, yeah, this guy's supposed to be my rival, but it's like, you don't really set that relationship up. Like, it's supposed to be kind of like an Ash slash Gary thing from Pokemon. but No, they it don't set it up at all. Yeah. It's they just, they like, just kind like, of allude. To, there's a couple cutscenes where he's just kind of sitting there next to Spectre, and Spectre's like, "Ha ha ha! I've got your friend Jake," and Jake is just like, "Yeah, suck my dick, bitch. Here I am." <laughs> and then like, nothing happens. No, that's pretty much that's pretty much the extent to like what they do in the cutscenes. Yeah, that that's essentially the 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 whole story. The, the fucking nothing. But I don't understand why I have a race. Like, why not try and kill him? 
Sure, how is a race achieving anything? Oh, I beat you in a you beat me in a race. Well done. You you give you him know. a lightsaber. Give him one of those like stun baton lightsaber things and lightsaber it out. Have a duel. Or just give him just give him a baton and just start smashing him to pieces. Just like <laughs> there be- you go, Spectre. There you go, Spectre. It's all sorted. I've smashed his brains in. He's not gonna be a problem anymore. We'll take over the world. Oh, rather than that. Oh, how he, he got past me. How did he beat you? Oh, well. I challenged him to a race. A race? Yeah, yeah, I thought that's the appropriate way to deal with our bad guys is racing them. You, you <laughs> dickhead, Jake. Now, Ooh. what if, better story, the helmet that Spectre gives Jake that kind of turns him quote-unquote evil was also slowly turning Jake into a monkey somehow? Nah, so that would have been time... a better story. Yeah, so then by the time you get to him... He's just like this really stupid monkey, and he's like sitting there. And he's like putting his finger in his butthole and smelling it, and <laughs> like just kind of like jerking off. Like finds his penis. It's like oh shit! This is this is for the PS5 version that's coming out later this year. <laughs> the remake. The remake. <laughs> if, hey, look, we've been demanding a remake for all these years, and I want a remake, and I want him to put his, I want him to do monkey shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not enough like dumb monkey stuff, but I mean the monkeys. I mean they're kind of charming in a way, you know. But yeah, the the monkeys are charming, and I do like that. And I didn't realize until afterwards that you can basically like look at their profiles, and and it tells tells you a bit about their name and about what they like and they don't like. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, so they each have a personality. But I think because I was trying to blitz this so much, I did, where he wasn't looking at the personalities. I was just like, get the bare minimum monkeys. And we're done, and we can move on, because I think you got to get like, say, there's like ten. You might have, it's like Mario Star esque sort of thing. <clears throat> You've got to get so many stars to continue, and then by the end, you basically just have to get through every single level. That's the whole point of this. Um, but yeah, if you want the true final boss, and spoiler, I didn't get the true final boss. You need to go get two hundred monkeys, and I thought, fuck that, I am not getting two hundred monkeys. I finished the game. That'll do. Yeah, because, yeah, this game really wants you to replay those levels because, of course, the more gadgets and stuff that you get, uh, the more you're able to explore uh, different areas of the stages that you otherwise couldn't have got to the first time around, which, I mean, yeah, back in the day when this was, like, maybe the only game that you had for your PlayStation, totally fine. But as I was playing through this, and I did go back to a couple different stages... Uh, this game's kind of long like this, yeah it is it, it really is kind of wears out its welcome after a while yeah no, you you are, know what? i agree that i 100 agree it does wear out its welcome very much so because like at the end of the day all you really are doing is just simply catching these monkeys so yeah. it really it really doesn't the gameplay doesn't really open up that much even with the gadgets no, it is it's the same thing, isn't it, over and over again, but basically catch monkeys, new location, catch monkeys, new location, and it is. And as much as you know, monkeys could be cute, and they do try and mix it up, like they put them in UFOs, and eventually you get a tank. It, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's not, it's just the same thing, repeat and repeat, and it doesn't, it doesn't really start from the moment you begin with to when you finish. It's not like a Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie, where that, that gameplay seems to constantly change, like you basically mm-hmm. you start off as Norbanjo, then you can get Kazooie's legs, then you can start flying, and you get mega jumps and stuff. It's not like that. It's the same thing over and over again, and eventually, yeah, it just gets a bit 
gets a little bit tedious. And for sure, for sure, and there are there are things that that annoys me like about like the enemies designs are really shit. Um, like they they they've not really spent any time. And annoyingly though, those enemies like even like these things that look like goop, they fire something at you. Their accuracy is spot on. Whereas your accuracy is a pain in the ass. They they've got the literally their sniper rifles everywhere, and they can just hit you from anywhere, and it's like a hundred percent accuracy. It's like the fuck, fuck you. Well, I mean, I, my problem with that is just just getting used to the controls. I felt like I never got used to these controls. Like, why the fuck is jump, uh, uh mapped to like the R one button? Like, it's just really. Man, it's it's just really weird button mapping that I could not get over. I never then, got used to the controls. No, I never did either. And like the camera screwed me all the time. It was because it was. Oh like, my god, this camera's so bad. The cameras, <laughs> fuck me. The camera's terrible. Like, the camera's bad. The camera kept screwing me over um, because it was like just get where I need you to go. But it had that typical nineties thing. I was like, no, we're gonna get hit by the wall. We can't go through the wall. Oh, fucking hell. Then you've got spikes. Got a, a double jump. Which yeah. is a pain in the fucking ass because you've got to get that spot on. You've got to time this, the double jump well, otherwise he just goes and falls like you're a tit. You're an absolute wanker. <laughs> and then it took me forever to realize that I could even climb on anything. So they have, and it's probably my fault, right? Because uh, throughout the stages, they have like these little mailboxes all over the place that kind of gives yes. you uh, messages on how to play the game. Some of those I would just kind of ignore. And so it was like, I don't know, seven levels in. And there was, I needed to get like six or seven monkeys or whatever. There's one that I could not get because it was like on top of a cliff. Yeah. No idea I could climb (laughs) the trees or anything like that, which, yeah, again, I guess it's my fault. Fuck me, I guess. But I don't know that it seems like a very basic mechanic that you could have taught me up front like earlier in the level or yeah, earlier don't, in, like, don't, the don't rely on me to read don't rely on me to read and actually do some exploring <laughs> no no fucking just give it to we're gamers we don't have you don't give us instruction manuals if you don't give us those shit anymore you've got to tell us how i was saying that they would, would have had that in a ps1 and we would have read that thing to death so maybe it is our fault because if i had a ps1 manual i'd be reading that like religiously because freaking manuals are awesome but yeah, I don't think I ever climbed the tree. Oh no, I did climb because there's a there's a part where you have to yeah I have to climb up like trees. Yeah, so they like to- force you to eventually. Yeah, they force you because you have to jump from one tree to another, and that is one of the worst mechanics in the world. Trying to do that jump. Fuck me. The, ca- the camera sucks. The fucking the camera just sucks. Awful. The physics suck. Everything about it fucking sucks. Like, it's just I know it was an experimental game, but fuck me. Did no one do that yeah. in testing and go, yeah. hmm, this handles like arse. Better fix it. No, no, no. We're not going to fix it. We're just going to fucking leave it. Just, so there are th- some things I love and some things are just fucking lazy. Did Here's one for you. It bugbeared me. Maybe this is just the PSP version. Did you get stuck in like the um, the world where they had those claw hands things that came from the ceiling? Um, I didn't have that. I didn't have a lot of issues with that. Um, because I didn't realize the claw was meant to pick me up. I was like walking around, phrase, where the fuck am I going? Where the absolute fuckity fuck am I going? I never made it obvious that this claw hand is meant to come down and pick you up. 
And so oh, I felt like a, I felt so like you were a right, just avoiding them. I was just avoiding them. I felt like a right oh. tit. I was like, shit. And then he was like, oh. <laughs> Picks me up. I was like, oh, that's where I'm meant to go. Shit. Yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. The, one of the levels I didn't really understand where I think it's like right after you get the monkey ra- the monkey radar the monkey <laughs> that radar so, that sounds so fucking stupid when you say it out loud um which uh, points you in the direction of where the monkeys might be and there's like these giant plants at the like beginning of the stage but they have like uh like bees coming out of them that attack you and i don't know i just for whatever reason, I never realized that you had to actually attack the plants and that the monkey was in the plants. Like, I was walking around this tree trying to find this damn monkey, and I'm like, I don't know where... I don't know what they <laughs> wanted me to do. I had no idea what they wanted me to do. And they I felt so would... stupid when I, like, actually attacked the plant and a monkey popped out of it. It's <laughs> Just like, like yeah, oh. You think, oh, it's a plant. I can walk around this plant. The monkey is obviously using uh, denying physics because I should be able to see the freaking monkey. It's not that small of a monkey. It's like the monkeys obviously now have gone very tiny where the bees have become very big. It's like, bullshit. I'm not having that. I should be able to see this freaking thing. I just assume those, like, if I got close to the plant, video game logic, I guess, that the plant was going to open up and try to eat me. That was my that was my yeah. whole thing. So I was like, well, I'm not even going to try and go near any of these plants. That's, that's not bad logic. Well, literally, if the bees are absolutely huge, I can understand the plants are going to be massive as well. But yeah, if video game log, they didn't have this sort of shit, you know, they didn't have that realism sorted down. Because I know they've, they've done like loads yeah, right. of rape escapes. Do you know what really baffles me? It's still, it's not a good advertisement for kids. Your health is dictated by cookies. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Like these wafer, like they look like wafers or something. Yeah, it's like, so basically you eat them, you're, you're, you know, you get your health back. However, this is where it baffles me. If you go back in time to all these different levels, yet there's a cookie box machine that's your health. I was like, hang on. I claim bullshit. Why is there a <laughs> cookie machine in back in time? Surely, if I want to get my health back, I need to go eat that dinosaur. That makes more sense. I've got the stone like giant. Get a grab a pterodactyl, one of those pterodactyl eggs, break one of those open, fry it up. Yeah, fry it up. There's your protein. And if the pterodactyl's got a problem, bash it overhead with your lightsaber. Not a problem. What happens if they put the hoop on a pterodactyl? Would that have gone back in time? Hmm. And the fairground's probably sitting there going, oh, we need a new attraction. Suddenly a whole T-Rex appears. Like, oh, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow the monkeys know how to ride it. So, you know, hey, big attraction there. Monkeys riding a T-Rex. I do think... (laughs) So if I don't know if you remember this, but back when the PlayStation was revealed at like E3 of what ninety three or something like that, they had that tech demo with the T Rex on it. I cannot, I cannot remember this. Okay, so they yeah they, when they were showing off the PlayStation hardware, they showed off this tech demo, and they actually pay homage to it in Astro's Playroom. Uh, the T Rex, the tech demo T Rex is actually a boss in that game, which is is it. Yeah, it's kind of cute. That's but, pretty cool. So I thought it was cool that, you know, playing this game, coming to this game, and this is kind of like a late PlayStation game, if I remember right. Like this was yeah, 90... It was. It, was, it was very late. Like 98 or something like that? 99? Yeah, I think it was, it was a very late game. 
so it was kind of cool that they kind of had that fully realized in this game. They had like a fully modeled and rendered T-Rex. It doesn't really do much, just kind of walks around and charges at you, but uh, kind of neat that that, you know, kind of came full circle. Yeah, it's a, ni- it's a nice thing to put in. I don't think there's any problems in there. Like it, it, it's, a, it's not a bad-looking game. Again, I'm looking at the PSP yeah. version, but I have seen the PlayStation version, and it's still not a bad-looking game. You can still have a lot of fun out of it, and they put they put also they put mini games in it as well. Did you play any of them? I was going to ask you if you if you touched the mini games. I did not. I didn't did not even no, bother. I did not even bother, and I didn't even YouTube them. I was being lazy. I was being extremely well, you, lazy. Along with collecting the monkeys, there's also like coins that you have to scour yeah, for in the, in the levels too. Yeah, yeah you so get... you collect those, and those open up the different mini games. And the there's like a central hub room uh, that yeah. you get teleported to after you complete a level. So, yeah, I I didn't check them out. They just kind of look like your basic, it's like snowboarding, and uh, I don't know what else there is, <laughs> but they just uh, looked like incredibly basic mini games. I was like, this doesn't even look like it's worth the time to try and find all these coins. See, we say this now. There's going to be someone listens to this going, you fuckers. That's all I was here for. I wasn't here for anything else. I was just here for the fucking mini games, and you didn't have the time. No, I didn't have the fucking time. I mean, this game isn't even... It's a single-player game, so... I mean, I guess if you want to hand the controller off to your friend and do, like, a high score chase or something in a mini game, yeah, I guess so. But, yeah, I'm sure there's probably people that love those mini games when this game came out, but... I'll, I'll, I, I should YouTube them, and I bet like the greatest thing ever because mini games, mini games can make up. Right, I've done this on DLC. Mini games can be absolutely incredible. Like, look at Triple Triad. Triple Triad is the greatest game of all time. Fucking hell! I will not. That? I will not disagree with that. That you, that is me. not a lie. Fucking hell! It's a central mechanic. It's a it has central to be mechanic. Good. Fucking hell! So imagine that these mini games could be at that level. Imagine if it was. Spike playing. Oh, how good would that be? Spike playing chess with a monkey. Who would win? Put that. I know I'm not saying chess would be the funnest <laughs> game for everyone. You know, you buy this like 40, 50 quid game or whatever much it is in America and Canada or whatever. And then you like, it's just Spike playing chess. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. But it's a monkey that could throw poo at you. That could be quite interesting. Right. Or you could do like a, a what they call it? like a race through, like a, an obstacle course. A jungle gym. Ah, oh, jungle gym. Jungle gym. <laughs> Look at this. We've got the puns down, haven't we? Was it, uh... Oh, what's that TV show? That old TV show? Uh, Hang on. Bear like, in mind. Uh, basically, like, uh... Basically have, like, a... I don't know, like a... Olympic arena where you're doing different, like... Different little sports against, like, the monkeys or something like that. A hundred <laughs> like meter a dash. A, a swimming monkeys. <laughs> I think the monkeys would kick your ass because these things freaking run. These things move. Oh, dude, dude, have you ever raced a monkey? Um, <laughs> I debate you it every lose. Uh, every time monkeys I go are... to the zoo. They, they, they fucking move. To be fair, you know. Well, to be fair, most monkeys will be trying to eat, uh, swing around, and then have a wank. So that's what monkeys do. So it's really catching them at that moment. <laughs> It's like you're hoping you're having a race against a monkey. I said, I hope you haven't wanked because this is where well, I'm going to get you. Well, even when you're chasing monkeys in this game, they'll like just throw banana peels like right directly in your way and you'll fall. And I think it's so maddening because sometimes 
you'll just run into the banana if you're as terrible at this game as I am. You'll just run into the banana peel and you lose a, a notch off your health. Yeah, you do. It's just like this is ridiculous. Like a whole, it's like Mario Kart. How is this causing me to slip everywhere? This is bullshit. How am I, how am I losing health over touching a magic banana? It's absolutely, absolutely like whenever they drop the banana, I'm like, I, these controls are so shitty that I'm guaranteed to run into it. <laughs> yeah, and the controls are fucking terrible. I I can't stress to you how bad the camera is. It's one of those moments where you sit there and go, oh, for fuck's sake, can this camera like, please be fixed? I kind of have to give it a break because it is the first game to use the dual analog uh, yeah. sticks. So it's like I kind of have to give it a break. Like it, but... it 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 gets a pass on some things. It has to. Yeah. It has to get a pass on some things, but. Some things I'll be like, oh fuck! Like it gets a massive bonus the fact they give me a lightsaber. Mm. That that's incredible. They give me, <laughs> it, they let me use a remote controlled car. I said that's awesome. I said you should have given me the car way before. Oh, bear in mind, actually, we forgot to finish. Right, the slingshot is the worst item I've ever seen in my life. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's, the problem is, is that you really need to use it. You know? Yes, you need to use it, and it's got no accuracy whatsoever. No, it's like, absolutely you, not, no. It's like, oh, you're hitting, you're aiming for there? Unlucky fucker. I'm going about 90 degrees south. What the fuck? <laughs> and again, like, the monkeys move around so sporadically, and, like, especially, um, you know, when you go back to the, the one stage where the monkey's in the UFO or whatever, that, that thing's flying all over the place. Yeah, that thing How the hell am I supposed to fucking hit this? And shooting at you as well shooting at you and you've got to try and aim with something that doesn't aim properly so you may as well just like shoot it behind you and play guesswork that is the best way to use a slingshot against a ufo because their accuracy is awesome and it's not like you can run and shoot no no you've got to stand there like a twat saying please hit me (laughs) and it's just that or fighting ufos do it from a distance or you're not gonna have a good time that's the best way of putting it there are different types of ammo that you can pick up, so it's like it does have like a homing shot. Is that those are I, so lim? Yeah, they're so fucking limited though. I I struggle to even switch. I was like, right, I know I've got an explosive one. How do I switch to my explosive one? I have no fucking. So I was literally just doing you know that typical thing where you don't know what you're doing. I was just mashing the, the all the buttons and hoping one of them worked. Eventually mm-hmm. it did. But right, I'm not questioning how I did it. I've done it. Let's just go with it. And then, yeah, you're using, you're using explosive bullets. And because they're not on, the aim is wrong. It's like the collab, um, how it's calibrated is completely off. I'm like, I've just wasted all my explosive bullets and I need that to break this path. Fuck. Yeah, that whole shift to the first person perspective. I don't know how exactly it translates to the PSP, but having to hold down L, I think it's L2 yeah. or something like that, to aim and then just moving the, st- it's just. Arse. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Arse. And it's like basically this reminds me of Onomushu uh, for the <clears throat> for the PS2. And it's like you have to basically physically load fire. It's not just like press button fire. It's like press release. It's like, oh for fuck sake. <laughs> this is the shittest mechanic. Who thought this would be fun? I am happy to hear that you enjoyed the graphics. I mean, I don't know what the PSP version exactly looks like, but I have well, the PlayStation. The first PlayStation is actually one of my favorite consoles, and I know a lot of these games uh, don't age very well. A lot of the early 3D games are 
don't look that good. Uh, I was actually really surprised, even when I was playing this for the first time, how good this actually looks. It doesn't have like that. And again, this is like a late PlayStation game. So this came out later in the in the console's life cycle. So yeah, I I was surprised that it just didn't have a lot of that weird PlayStation jankiness where like the JPEGs are like moving all over the place. It looks like the walls are made of water. Uh you know. <laughs> no, I I said, yeah, I played the PSP version and yeah, I I enjoyed it and I said I look, I compared it to the I did compare it to the P, to the PS1. I enjoyed the graphics, I thought the music was really good. I thought the main character's designs were really good, apart from Jake's, he looked shit. Um, but you know, I think there were some things, there were some real good positives, and I never felt any point when I was playing it, going, oh, this game's so ugly, I can't play it, because there have been a few like that, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, um, mm. where I'm like, this is disgusting, I can't play it. And, you know, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I, did, I didn't have any problems with any frame rates, I didn't get any glitches. I there were a bit there were a few times I was like why can't I hit that button it makes no sense but then I've got round the rest of the level and went, okay that makes sense why that I couldn't hit that button um, but no I I I had a good time with it and I think by the end of it yeah I was like I'm a bit done with this now because it was yeah for sure it. yeah it was I think make it two levels less I would have probably enjoyed it and the thought of trying to get those monkeys now just to get the, the true final ending kind of made me think, mm, nah. But this comes back to, if this was the only game you had at Christmas, which was the PS1 era sort of thing, then yeah, you, you your viewpoint would probably change a little bit. And it, Because it's like Mario 64, you know, are you going to try and do every single... Actually, no, you would, because Mario 64 is a much better game. Um, but would you want to go spend 200 monkeys? Well, no, not for me, but if that was the only game you had yes because that's all you've got to play with yeah man i think this is a this is a nice little you know if you got a free saturday afternoon or something like that got nothing to do for like an hour or two you can uh, throw this on and uh go bananas oh look at this look at this he's throwing up the fucking puns or see i'd be throwing out <laughs> monkey shit that's that's about as much as punny you get from me it's five in the morning i can't do puns and i haven't been on holiday so that's all my puns. So have you got? Mo- I've got nothing else to talk about um, on this game. Have you got much to bring up about it? I don't think so. Sony fucked up when they let Japan Studio go. <laughs> that's all I'm to say. <laughs> to summarize, what do you think about Ape Escape? Well, they fucked up. Basically, Sony fucked up. A lot of <laughs> companies have been. Up. A lot of companies have been fucking up recently. Let's put like that fucking Nintendo. What have you done with Gate Pokemon? Um, but you, a lot of companies fucked up. So yeah. if, if you had to give this game a score out of 10, what would you be giving oh, it? Boy. Oh, boy. Uh, hmm. You know, I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Do you know what? I was saying exactly the same thing. It's not. It's it's okay. That's how I put this game. Okay, it's not amazing, but it's not shit. I think it suffers from being that game that's like, hey, we have this new technology, but by twenty twenty two, we figured out how to utilize that technology the best. Yeah, and so exactly. It's, it's just very primitive. Yeah, it's very primitive for now. But ultimately, it's a, it's all right. I think if you if you're gonna play it, play the PSP version or go play a later Ape Escape. 
But I don't think you'd... Uh, I think you'd still... If you can look past its graphics now, because obviously it is an old, very old game, I think you'd still have a good time smashing monkeys across the head, because I, I, I guarantee it, it's a nice feeling. It is just, get the fuck here, little shit. It is actually <laughs> a good feeling. So, yeah, that's our score, six and a half each, um, on as even. So, yes, my friend Keith, thank you very much for coming on. Honestly, good. Like, we've been talking 40-odd minutes about a very, very, very old PlayStation game. Didn't think we'd be doing that. But, no, it's been a great, great, great adventure having you here. Any more monkey puns you want to throw out before you go? No, but I think I accidentally made it, made another one without realizing it when I said it was primitive. Uh, oh, I missed but... that. Shit. <laughs> Shit. See, this is how my brain just fog at the moment. So, <laughs> no, he... it's all good. Thanks for having me on, dude. I, I've been really looking forward to this. So, no, anytime, mate, you're more than welcome to come on. So, my friend, thank you very much, and you take care of yourself. Thanks, you too, man. And that was episode 45, Ape Escape. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Keith. Really appreciate having you on. And you all take care of yourself, and I'll see you all next week. Until then, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.